0: news now because well, then i can do this now. again i'm here with uh kyle brainy miss jen wait wait, wait. I'm, so, I'm sorry
1: i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry uh,
0: here's here's what we're going to be talking about on the show tonight we got uh box office quiet place 2 retakes the top spot a little disappointing debut for in the heights the new musical violin manuel miranda and then peter Rabbit. As I predicted it would, made millions of dollars, comes in number two with 10.4 just over Conjuring, Devil Made Me Do It. In other movie news, Aquaman releases its title. We'll talk about that. And what happens when the TV show Loki meets the TV show community? Well, we'll never know. We'll talk about that. And on to, speaking of TV, Loki, 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 Loki. We're going to talk a lot about Loki. The He-Man trailer debuted, I probably watched it 29 times uh, the first hour it was out, and probably 400 times since that. We'll talk about that, uh, the new Kevin Smith-produced He-Man series on Netflix. She-Hulk finds her big bad sweet tooth on Netflix, so I'll do a, uh, a little season review of that. The Stargirl season two trailer drops on for a CW coming later this year. Uh, Marvel news from E3, a couple of video game uh, pieces of information coming out from the giant video game uh, convention. And finally, in comics, Marvel Studios President Kevin Feige talk shop with Cyclops next X-Men 21. And Bad Idea, what's going on with that? We'll ask Miss Jen all about that as I know she's following that closely. So guys, we'll open this back up by talking about the most watched show in Disney Plus history, Loki. Uh, who wants to go first on their initial thoughts of this series about the uh, Clown Prince of Mischief?
2: Um, my thoughts on it pale in comparison to my thoughts on the HBO Max reboot of Perfect Strangers. But um, we could talk about Loki
0: well hold on you've already uh you, so you're gonna derail the show within the first minute but that's fine because i need to hear no
2: that. no no like here's the thing i no, have I way more thoughts about the perfect strangers than i do about loki okay
0: like, but what here's what i'm saying though is there a perfect strangers reboot on hbo max right now it's coming
2: what? to hbo max with female leads
0: okay because i was about to leave the show to go watch it so you got
2: me right. like overly excited Brainy and I were talking, is this a thing that needs to happen? Like I have yeah. so many thoughts yeah. swimming around yeah. in my brain about this show yeah. that I've forgotten what I saw in Loki.
0: <laughs> um oh, you know, you know what's crazy? If you if you want to talk about shows kind of crossing the streams, cross platform, Loki meets Perfect Strangers equals
1: The Leftovers. Have you ever saw that? Never saw that. But there's there's no reason to bring back perfect Strange unless you can get the original cast. The show worked well because of the original cast. Those two the chemistry between the two of them made that show work really well. Well, you you're always gonna have the fish
0: out of water trope in sitcoms, like just so it's kind of inevitable that they would just sort of take something that's already existed just for the namesake. But if you've never seen the leftovers, most brilliant, weirdest Perfect Strangers underlying theme you could ever imagine is incredible. Mark Lynn Baker playing Mark Lynn Baker.
1: <laughs> well, I have to check on leftovers, but
0: you know, yeah, it was uh, it was phenomenal. Basic, well, I won't spoil it, but anyway, uh, back to stuff I do want to spoil Loki. So, uh, Kyle, did you watch Loki or were you too distracted by the idea of Perfect Strangers?
2: I did watch Loki.
0: <laughs> that's it all right I was, well, time time I, <laughs> okay. I was waiting for the shock to wear off that i watched
2: a thing i was waiting for the shock to wear off that i watched a thing okay um no uh so my thoughts on loki are that it has a long porch uh which is a quote i gave <laughs> and dan wickline uh, our friend dan wickline has been running with it in his coverage of loki um which is an old i think it's a red uh i want to say red grange now but that's wrong um it's an old comedy term for that joke has a lot of setup. Um this show uh, this episode had a lot of setup. Um I got to do the thing. Hold on. Uh boom, there we go. Um had a lot of setup. There was a lot of all right. exposition further exposition further exposition further exposition payoff. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing, but it's just something that if you went into this show expecting it to be in any, you know, similar to the other two previous Disney plus Marvel shows, um, in the sense that it kind of starts off and then keeps going. Uh, that isn't exactly what happened. This was a lot of making you understand the world, in my opinion. And, thinking about it and thinking about it further, I understand why they had to do it as much as it bored me. Um, not everybody who tunes in and actually I saw somebody say this online. Not everybody who tunes in knows what the TVA is. You know, it's okay. This is a piece of knowledge that I have that others do not. Mm -hmm. I recognize this is a thing that we have to cope with. Um, so I understand why, but it, to me, it was, for a first episode, it was a lot of work to get Loki to the place where you need him to be to have the series make any sense. I
0: mean, so first episode to me gets a, gets a solid C. For- yeah. Mm-hmm? They basically spent 40 minutes waiting for Loki to cry, right? So that was, that was, that was the summary of episode one. When, mm-hmm. when you turn on Disney+, Plus, it'll say, synopsis. Wait 40 minutes and Loki's gonna cry. Okay. And then now we can go on with the series because basically that's gonna humanize them. And I just want to say uh and we're I'm assuming Miss Jen and you saw saw it, correct? Yes. Okay. So um the the spoiler thing on this uh cover your ears or whatever, but brilliant to have hold on, don't say person... anything, hold on. Yeah, hold on,
2: hold yeah. on. I can do a thing.
0: Okay, one second.
2: <laughs> You'll Um, love this one.
0: Yes, hold on. I got to hold on. That's so new. I didn't even know about it. So here's the deal. The only possible villain... For Loki has to be Loki and that's some it's awesome I love it I think this disagree is be... okay well <laughs> that's fine
2: there are there are two other possible villains that could also be Loki <laughs> um, but not um you definitely have options for Kang um, and there and I haven't watched it enough times and I've watched it slowly enough Someone said there were some um, little droplets of perhaps Galactus.
0: Oh, okay. I, I, yeah. I know that the the character that Gugu is playing, she was the, the judge uh, in that room, but she that character is related to Kang in some form or fashion, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so I, I knew about that, but I, yeah, I didn't catch any um, references to Galactus. So I'll have to go yeah, back. Yeah,
2: I haven't watched it slowly enough. And again, uh-huh. this is something I heard someone mention. Uh-huh. Uh, so whether that's entirely accurate or not is um, not uh, 100% sure, but that's what, that's what I've heard. Fun.
1: The possibility of Galactus showing up—it's—it's it, it's there because you know they do—they dis- do discuss the multiverse, so they're—they're they're opening it up to every single property they have, and they've got to figure out a way to get X Men and Fantastic Four in to the MCU. So this could be this could be a way to do it. Uh, I'm not sure if Galactus would be the ideal choice to do it with, but it's possible. I
0: think uh, three things that inevitably are going to need to happen in the uh, MCU are The Coming of Galactus, uh, an appearance by Mephisto, finally, because they tease that one all the time, and then, of course, the big one, the X-Men finally coming in. And I think until that happens, every little seed and spoiler and Easter egg they give us is just going to annoy us more and more. I feel like people are just tired, tired uh, of waiting on those three things. So, um, you know, I try not to focus on them, but they always come up. And then it's like the writers are always teasing us all the time with that yeah. stuff. So,
2: so there are two theories that I've not seen online that are both really interesting to me about about this. One is that the Loki that we're dealing with in the show is not the Loki that we've been dealing with thus far in the Avengers movies, mm-hmm. um, which is something we've heard a lot. But m- the theory I'm pushing is that it's a Loki's dead.
1: Is that this is a scroll? You um, think this is you know. a scroll? That would be. Yep. That would no. be I don't think it's a scroll. I, 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 that that's a little bit too far to, you know. Right, but that's why I'm the one pushing it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, the the real theory, though, that I quite like, is that when they mentioned the time war, that this predates that. That what we've been seeing actually predates the time war. Um, they know what's coming, so they have Miss Minutes tell you. But that this actually predates it. And that the trying to
1: catch whatever is causing whatever this killer is causes it. So they're using Loki to catch Loki and Loki is supposed to cause a time war. I don't, I don't think it's actually Loki. I think they think
2: it's Loki.
0: Now you now you're not talking about the main character now you're talking about the the killer, right?
2: Mhm.
0: Yeah. Uh we're going to get multiple versions of of Loki. I, I believe either way, but I don't know who the uh, that shadowy figure is. Miss Jen, what do you think?
3: I, don't, I I took the scene where they go back and relook he's he's relooking or re-seeing the Part in, I think that's, I think that ship there, and there's the sanctuary where Thanos snaps his neck. I think that's him realizing that he died.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Well, and he and he says that at the end, it's like, hey, I can never go back to my universe or my timeline. So I'm basically stuck here. So he knows that. Yeah, you know, that's. I think that was the whole point of that as well.
0: And also I, is I, this the, is this the most toned down version of Owen Wilson we've ever gotten in anything?
1: Maybe.
3: <laughs> yeah. I like him. I like oh, dad dad great. Owen.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I was going like... to
2: say this is he's perfect as as Mobius. He,
0: yeah. he really is. He's doing a good job, yeah. Cuz
2: he I mean, this is my feeling. I watched I'm like, how high was Owen Wilson when he did this? Like he had to have smoked like 8 joints to be that calm. Because Owen Wilson has never been that calm. He's like,
1: well, I get, you know. He is aged a little, so, you know, I guess uh, it's kind of uh, mellowed him out a little bit. And I think he's probably done doing all the silly comedies he used to do. Say it ain't
2: so. (laughs) I loved him in the silly comedies he used to do. Uh, Um, I won't disagree with you there, but. Yeah, I, I, I don't think you're wrong. I think, um, you know, we're seeing a different Owen Wilson. We're seeing – what I'm interested to see is if Owen Wilson grows a, bo- a beard, does he win an Oscar? Because that's what happened with Robin Williams.
1: Just throwing it out there. He would grow a beard and win an Oscar. Uh, well, I don't know, dude, uh, What's his name? Win an Oscar as well, Jim Carrey? Wait, he might have, huh? Yeah, I don't remember. But, or was he but, not no. for Man on the Moon? Uh, I
2: don't remember. Oh, um, up. But man, have I got a Was I told a great Man on the Moon story? But that's for off the air.
0: Okay. I'll, I'll remind you. I'm a big Andy Kaufman guy. So um, mm-hmm. now I don't think Owen Wilson is done with quirky comedies uh, until Wes Anderson retires from filmmaking. So yeah, that's fair. And I'm still waiting on the French dispatch, and I don't know how much longer I can wait.
2: Oh, I thought you were going to say the French mistake.
0: No dispatch. Do you think it's going to be a mistake? I uh, love no,
2: it. I was no no no. I was referencing Blazing Saddles.
0: Oh, okay. Well, no, I've I've just been waiting on Wes Anderson's new movie for like two years now. Yeah. It's just been been held up uh, so long, but I I like the tone and the pace of Loki, even though like you said, it was like. It was a lot of exposition and pretty much only exposition, but the way that, you know, look, they're all in, like this isn't Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and ABC. They're all and completely undoubtedly in, like the movies happen. We're showing you clips from the movies. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I do, I love that aspect of the show. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting once he starts getting into the field. Um and yeah, I, I just think uh, this one is similar in tone to WandaVision, only because it's, there's weird stuff going on. Like Falcon and Winter Soldier was like international espionage superhero stuff.
2: Sure. I But the vibe I get from it more than anything is that this was something Douglas Adams should have written. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's sure. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Marvel Universe.
0: Yeah. Yes.
3: But I do have a question, though. So we we do see a character get essentially disintegrated. Yeah. Is, are they saying then that that character is completely unnecessary for the furthering of the storyline, the grand storyline? Well, for that storyline, or the whiny the dude?
1: Yeah. Or, or like...
3: I mean, like if they're saying that 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 you know where they are is the main time stream, anything that deviates from it is bad. Are they saying they know that he's not necessary anymore? <laughs> uh, well, that's... No,
2: I because they don't use the word disintegrated or whatever. They have a term for it. What was the term? Um, I think what it means is that they go back and they reset the timeline.
0: But mm. do they reset it without that person, I think, is what she said.
2: No, I think it's they send they send that person sans memories back to before they screwed up the timeline.
0: Okay. Uh, See, I just took it as that dude's dead because he's forgotten. <laughs> he, I can get behind that theory. I off. like that theory. I, I like mean, that theory. He was like deader than dead, but it would be interesting to see. I mean, if the, if that did happen, we need to see it as a viewer. Like for them to explain to us what happened and what was at stake. I just thought they were trying to up the stakes for Loki. So he was mm-hmm. like them halfway serious because he wouldn't have taken a number either unless he until he saw that. Yeah you know, right. like so so because he's not you know one for following the rules but uh i, I really like I, I just like the stylistically the way it's shot i thought that that space that they're in was cool and uh you know it's just everything about it tonally uh it, it's going to be a great vehicle for tom hiddleston People already love him anyway, right? So sure. I just think it humanized Loki, and now he can be the hero in his own story, even though, as they said, like your purpose is to be the villain. But yeah, so we'll see where it goes.
2: What if, and this is this is me just just thinking out loud, what if what we're finding out is that time in the Marvel Universe isn't as linear as everyone thinks it is? In this sense, um, they said in the show. When they're kind of introducing Loki to what the TVA is, they say a long time ago, blah, blah, blah. So the TVA exists outside of time, but still has to still lives by time constraints. Like so time does pass because at some point, Mobius says we'll finish this tomorrow when he's talking to Loki. So clearly there is time there but they control time. So what kind of construct is this, right? And so my question is, what if rather than thinking of Marvel time as a linear thing, what if it was a spiral? Like and and, and I say that only thinking about the way that the pim particles took the Avengers back in time in Endgame. It wasn't like they had to go like they had to go
1: linearly, they could just jump. Well to to contradict that, I I don't think if um I was control time itself. I think they control the flow of time. Uh so it could still be linear and they're just making sure that it goes in a straight pattern as opposed to going wobbly wobbly wobbly. Um, which would you know which would basically Work in your theory, but I, you know, it, from what I'm seeing, it it's still a linear timeline. They're, the TVA is just controlling the flow and making sure it just goes in a straight line. They're not really controlling time itself, they're just controlling. Well, I guess they are in theory, how oh, because they do go back and correct something they feel is not falling time. Hmm, sure. Interesting,
2: yeah. Um, also, I think these conversations really would be better. If we were all slightly on hallucinogens,
0: I, uh, just so, slightly. Uh, okay. So what's Kyle, time, what you,
2: man?
0: Kyle, I know you're a big sitcom guy, so I've got a wild theory for you. Okay. I think okay. Loki, I think Loki is in the good place. <laughs> I think it's all the good place, and here's why. And here's why. Because Pillboy is there. <laughs> and he's working the front desk. now. Um, That's
2: my favorite character in the whole show, by the way.
0: Not only that, but we might find out that the entire Disney Plus MCU is The Good Place. Because, Segway, one of Pillboy's friends from The Good Place, has just been named as the big bad for She-Hulk. Have you guys heard about this yet?
3: No, you're going to tell me Ted first. Danson is uh, the
2: bad guy in She-Hulk?
0: That would be that would be awesome. But what? But but what <laughs> is happening actually, and is also equally awesome, is Jamila Jamil, who, who you probably know from as Tahani, is going to be Titania. Oh,
2: I right. know her as the girl from Misery Index.
0: And is that the uh, is that's the game show she hosts? Right,
2: that's the game show she does with the Impractical Jokers.
0: Okay, well you you've seen the good place.
2: I have, but I, there's Kristen Bell and there's yeah. Ted Danson and then yeah. there's all those other people.
0: <laughs> yeah, and one of those other people was her and she was awesome as Tahani. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's playing Titania and so Titania spec alert, spec alert. So you should have one of those for, for comic book spec. Uh, Secret Wars number three is Titania's first appearance, so grab that one. Um, she was created by Jim Shooter, Mike Zeck. Been a constant sort of thorn in the side of, of many of the Avengers. She's taken Thor on in hand-to-hand combat. She w- had a long history with uh, Crusher Creel, also known as Absorbing Man. And I think she'll be a, a, a great nemesis for She-Hulk. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on that?
3: So here's another part of the MCU where... I'm just going to sit back and enjoy the ride because yeah. I don't know the characters well enough. I know Jen. I understand her role. But any character that's attached to her, I don't know them yet.
0: Kyle, nothing?
2: <laughs> I'm still salty. It's not Angie Herman.
3: <laughs> okay. Angie would have been good.
2: Yeah. And she wanted to be She-Hulk so bad. They couldn't have just done it. But no, we had to get Rosolian Isles. Um, look, I I like Titania. I think it's great. I think the the girl who played Tahani on The Good Place is great. Um, I, I I I think She Hulk needed to come out when there was when the Ed Norton Hulk came out. I, I really think it's one of those things is that we've waited long enough and we've screwed around long enough that the interest is not what it once was for a She-Hulk movie. Um, and that's fine. If you do She-Hulk and Spider-Woman and a couple of other things and kind of build your, you know, build your kind of, you know, female-led, bring back, um, uh, uh, I can't think of her name, uh, Jessica Jones. hmm Um, You know, bring back Rosario Dawson and the woman who played Karen on uh, uh, Daredevil and kind of start building that universe up with those characters, you know, and slowly kind of introducing them into, you know, and when I say slowly, I mean, like, when it makes sense, start bringing the two things together. I think it's going to get it'll be better. But I think you're gonna. I think what's gonna happen with She-Hulk is it's gonna be the biggest uphill slog for Marvel.
0: I I disagree. I think well, and when I say biggest
2: uphill slog time. for Marvel, like yeah. that's like okay, it's like trying to step over an anthill.
0: Right. <laughs> but, right. You know. No. Uh, no. I think it's gonna be awesome. And I know has anyone here seen Black Orphan, or Orphan Black, Orphan no, Black? I've, I've seen Orphan Black obsessively. Yes. So, I mean, she's an amazing actress, right? So we're going to see, like, this awesome range that she's displayed in that show as Jennifer Walters, uh, a.k.a. She-Hulk. So I think, um, you know, I'm excited about it. I'm more excited about that than Moon Knight or Ms. Marvel. Um, And I don't really think it's a a situation where it's past its time because, frankly, I don't know if they would have handled it right. Had it been back with the ever Norton
1: Hulk when all this was first starting, so CGI has come a long way since then, and I think they they could do She Hulk and including Hulk much more justice now mm-hmm. uh, than they could have back then. So uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see where this one goes. I'm I'm int- I'm intrigued.
2: I agree with that. That it it if they'd have done it back then, it definitely wouldn't have gone well. I just I think that there's a time for these things, and that on this particular one, they've missed their time.
3: We just need a scenario in one of the movies or shows in which we need a lawyer and she can slip right in and then we don't have to worry about it or don't give her an origin. Don't show her getting the gamma whatever. Just have her, at some point, surprisingly Hulk out.
1: In, in fact, Loki might be the perfect show for that as well. Where, you know, oh, yeah, if, I mean, it, it would be great to just have her come in. And you just do an intro as a lawyer. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she just disappears he's... and then...
3: Can you imagine that him as he realizes that he's standing right next to another Hulk?
1: Right.
2: No. So that was the other thing I, I thought back then is that, okay... <clears throat> and I know that character wise and canon wise, it doesn't make any sense, but that. And I'll say it'll stand up now to if they bring back the law firm that represented Jessica Jones, and I can't remember. Her name for the life of me, the actress who she was in the Matrix. Um, Carrie Ann Moss? Yeah, Carrie Ann Moss, because, you know, she was she was Jessica Jones's lawyer. Bring back that law firm and stick, you know, She Hulk into that. And now you've got a way to tie it into existing. Hmm? Well, Never. if that was still canon, Probably. I think that would be a way to do it is to go to nod at that by bringing back Carrie Ann Moss, even in a different role. You know, and, I think that'd be a good way.
0: And part of. Although it's not those characters, along the same lines, uh, the rumor that Matt Murdock, played by Charlie Cox, will be Spider-Man's lawyer is picking up a lot of steam too. So, Ooh. I, mean, I think they're exploring all these possibilities.
1: Yeah, that be interesting. Um, yeah, that, that that and that that would be more interesting because Sony still owns the rights of Spider-Man. And yeah, and you know, looking at it from that perspective, are they looking at buying back their property? Or is uh, Disney looking to buy back their property, or are they just... I don't think think they can,
0: and also remember that they lent them Tony Stark in the form of Robert Downey Jr., so I think they're on really really good terms. It's not a situation like it was with Fox, where it was just easier to buy it. Like, it's not going to be easy to buy those rights from Sony. There's too much money to be made there, and uh, it'd be much easier just to be like, hey, can we put this character from your defunct netflix series on there okay <laughs> i mean that's what it that's what it should be yeah exactly well, and, I mean, agree together so
2: yeah but it's only defunct because they made it defunct not because anybody not because it deserved to be correct and so that, i wonder i wonder if that's not a good way for marvel to be like yeah yeah, yeah we know right you're unhappy we got it here
1: here they're back and they, this you could know. have also been the plan when they pulled away from Netflix as well. You know, they, they may have had this five-year plan already. Could uh, have been. They could have all thought about it and said, hey, yeah, you know, this is where we're headed. So uh, having Netflix in there might not be the best uh, um, course to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've, they've got their own streaming service and they're doing really well with it. So why, why do they need Netflix? Um, yeah, the bigger question is, how are they going to introduce C3PO and uh, R2D2 into, these, uh, into the Marvel Universe?
2: Uh Pat Oswalt be- has a way. Yeah. Uh, it was in
0: the Mark Parks and Recreation.
1: <laughs> the Mark 98.
0: Yeah, it would be the Mark, the Mark 98 version for Tony Stark. Uh, they're actually like, they're, they're putting, they're implanting Robert Downey's brain into C-3PO, and he's just going to walk around like that for the rest of the MCU <laughs> existence. That's it. There, I did it. Now who can be R2-D2? Only ever here.
2: Anthony Daniels. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, similar voice to to Jarvis, if you think about it. A little bit. Uh who so moving on more streaming. Uh who saw Sweet Tooth?
3: I watched the f- first two or three whenever it I, I ended wherever he meets the big man.
1: Oh,
0: okay. And I know you guys probably talked about this last week, but uh, you have any thoughts on it?
1: I don't think we talked about Sweet Tooth last week, do we? Uh-uh. No, we just I Didn't yeah. watch it. Um, I'll be honest. Well, well, for the first
2: time in a long time, there's a there's a comic book property out there. I'm just not going to watch.
1: You should watch it. it it's actually good. Okay. I um, didn't enjoy the book. I you may enjoy the show because it's subtle. It's it's not it's not the you know it's not the superheroish. Uh, beating up on everybody's story arc. It's it, it's about his struggles. It's it's really good. It, it, from that perspective, it's really good. Um, you know, you, it doesn't it, it leaves the hanging like Loki did. Yeah, uh, you know, it gets you through eight episodes, seven episodes, or whatever it was. I forgot what it was. I think it was eight episodes. There so you people, go. Yeah, you're still wanting more at the end, um, which is good. But it's more of hey, can you at least finish this arc a little bit? You
3: know. Mm-hmm. I feel like it has the same mood and tone and I cannot for the life of me figure out who the character is, but I swear that there's another character out there, maybe not superhero or whatever, but that the movie introduces them as being young and with a parent and that the parent passes. Like they get taught everything that the parent can teach them and then the parent passes and they have to make their own way in the world. I cannot remember the name of it, but it was just like a real sweet opening.
0: Yeah, and I, I would say the one uh, thing that you notice almost immediately if you've seen the art, even just the art from the book or read the book, is that they lightened it up a whole lot. Like, it's not dark and dreary and spooky looking. I mean, right. it's like, and they, you know, it's not, it's basically, if you didn't see the antlers, you would just go, oh, this is just a little boy. It's, I you know
3: what it is. Uh, edward scissorhands edward scissorhands
0: yeah
1: (laughs) that was
3: right that was it yeah
0: um but no i think i think sweet tooth is uh enjoyable and i mean if you just didn't like the story at all as far as like animal hybrids i mean yeah, don't even bother but if it but if it was like the pacing or darkness of the story then you might want to give the show a try because i think tonally Mm -hmm. it's very very different
1: They, they do tone it down um I just hope it doesn't end up like the boys for me where I just couldn't get back into it enough to watch the second season.
0: Oh wait, you couldn't get into the boys season two?
1: Yeah, I I was I was excited when season one ended, but by the time season two came back, I was like, eh, I don't really care. Let's move on. There was enough content out there that uh in fact I'm 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 watching Star Wars Rebels right now over the boys. <laughs> Uh, just I, and I'm hoping Sweet 2 doesn't end up like that um, for me at least personally, where you know I lose interest in it. We'll see.
0: Well, I mean, the comic was only what forty issues, I think. So, I mean, unless they just drag this on and on, I, I think they should just cap it at three seasons and be done with it. If not two, I, I think. think I, I think they should just tell the story and then just move on because there's there's so many comic properties out there now. You don't. You're not. You're not like oh. We need eight shows this year, and so so we have to have this. You know, no, you have four hundred different things to choose from, so you don't need to drag this on at all.
1: Yeah, so. they, they could have actually told the entire sweet tooth story in a two to two, two to three hour movie if they really wanted to. Sure, it could have been done that way. Um, I, I like the development they did in this in the, in the first season, so that's not that bad. But you could have they could have condensed it all. They could have condensed all into mm-hmm. two to three hour movies.
0: Yeah, but uh, you know, I I don't know. We'll we'll see where this goes as far as how many more shows are getting made. Jupiter's Legacy is not coming back for season two, right? Uh -uh. Uh-uh. I mean, not everything is going (laughs) to make it. Um, Speaking of Netflix, something that's coming out on July 16th that I am super stoked for is He-Man. Who saw the trailer?
3: I
1: have not seen the trailer yet.
3: Did it come out today?
0: No, it came out last week.
3: I don't know it's, why. It's is the it?
0: best, uh, best song choice you could ever imagine.
2: Is it What's Going On?
0: No, but the, that's the recurring joke. and the Then I no
2: longer that, care.
0: That all they want is four non-blondes. Uh, you'll care. Kyle, think hold on. Gonna, I think I, you're going to care.
2: I honestly never liked He-Man.
0: Oh, okay. Well, never liked
2: Masters of the <laughs> Universe. It partially because it was over before I was born. <laughs> and when it was on reruns, it was on after Ninja Turtles. So I was done.
3: So he's calling us all old.
2: I know, right? Um, I prefer the Thundercats.
3: Yay. How
1: could you watch the Thundercats and not Masters of the Universe? Because they're the cats. <laughs> um, Those
3: belong together and Silverhawks.
1: Exactly right, Kyle. Pull up the trailer, it's doing well. Watch it right now. It's a one minute trailer. Cool. While he's looking that up, um, it is very interesting how a prop uh, a property that was made just to promote a toy line became mm-hmm. such a huge animation. I mean, it, it, it's it, I don't think they intended it to be as big as it was.
0: Well, they might have. They might have hoped. If you watch the the toys that made us, uh-huh. it's like all those eighties properties had really high hopes, and there was just like making money hand over fist. They were uh... the, the wrestling episode in particular was was shocking to me. Just the sheer volume of, of toys they were selling, and it took up an entire you know aisle at Toys R Us back then, and just the way that they would be like, you know, scouting for all these different smaller leagues to, you know, to get a contract with and then just like desperate to, to find someone to join in to make toys with or of. And uh, of course, anyone that f- was ever following G.I. Joe or Transformers, you knew at some point, even as a kid, you realize, oh, they just want me to buy this guy's action figure. That's why he's on the 7th. Right. <laughs> exactly. um... like, even as a child, he had no idea what product placement was. Like, that's how overblown it got. I mean, it, it just got, it got crazy.
1: Um, I, I agree. You know, uh, of course, the, the trend hasn't gone away. It's now video games as opposed to action figures. Back then, we didn't have uh, so many devices. Now, it's all about video games and, you know, how, look at how big Fortnite is. And they're still yeah. doing the same thing except selling us uh, digital content as opposed to selling us toys. Mm-hmm. But, hey, Ron, what happened to that? You want to play this or what do it time after time you
0: try to take this castle but you will never succeed Skeletor
1: call your champion
3: I (laughs) have the power! Actor for He-Man because he never ever said a thing.
1: <laughs> right. He
3: that just tells, tells me I everything about I'm like not
0: something. even sure the cast.
1: Doesn't... Yeah, because I think the only one we hear is Skeletor, right? Mm-hmm. Just bring on the. No, we... he grabs the, he grabs this thing and says, "I have the
2: power." No, he doesn't.
3: I'm yelling. I was, I I was just watching it. about his everyday voice. I want to hear his Prince Adam. <laughs>
1: Um, I, I want to know how many different <laughs> animation studios they have working on that. Uh, I want to know are we going to get a copyright claim now? Well, we can edit it out. <laughs>
2: no, I want to know.
1: <laughs> um, that Castle Grayskull looked like a little plastic toy at the start. Uh, I thought they were yeah, like. They're going to be
0: selling in three weeks. The game hasn't changed. They're going to be selling the toy. Right, (laughs) I'm sure it's already pre ordered, but uh, I think it looks awesome. But again, I I haven't offended you,
1: it looks more combative than the original series did, you know, where Mm -hmm. there's more graphics in there as well. So that's that's but like I said, I want to know how many different movies, um, animation studios are actually working on it because they there were some different styles in there, it wasn't all the same. Yeah.
3: Did anyone see Orko?
1: Yeah, he was there.
3: Yeah, he was, he was being awesome.
0: He, he was being way more awesome than he ever was the whole first series combined. Yep. Remember how he was just like a, a whiny little mess, and this time he's mm-hmm. been casting crazy protective spells.
1: Yep. All right. Now,
3: I now like, they, he, looked,
1: he looked good. They interviewed awesome. Seahawks. And, In the same who? style. Seahawks. The
0: Seattle, the
1: Seattle Seahawks? They're no. no. Silverhawks? <laughs> Silverhawks, rather. Sorry. Silverhawks. <laughs> <laughs> they need to bring uh, back Seahawks, too, if you think about it. <laughs> if
0: you're into Silverhawks, check out Super 7's website because they're putting those up for pre order right now, the, the <gasps> ultimate line. And it's the first merchandise they've had in a long time. But uh, they're doing a great, great retro lines with a lot of those. They did. They they had uh you, you know like Hasbro Pulse has like the crowdfunding aspect where they're making like seven hundred dollar action figures and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Super Seven actually had the uh, Thunder Tank, and it's like ridiculous. Ooh. So if you're into Thundercats and Silverhawks? Check that stuff out on Super Seven dot com. But uh, well, clearly. I'm probably the most excited about the trailer. Kyle's the least excited, so that's fine. Yeah, on the scale the-
2: of uh, zero to zero, I'm a negative four.
0: Okay. Um, you're, I mean, you're not a Kevin Smith guy either, right? So,
2: Well, I love Kevin Smith. I just don't care about this particular IP.
0: Yeah, I just think this is him fanboying out to the extreme, and I'm all for it. That's what, mm-hmm. you know. I'd rather him see, put. I'm interested to see what he does, like putting his passion for all things, popular culture into a previous entity. So I'm excited for it. I think, I think the animation looks awesome. A lot of people couldn't get into She-Ra because of the animation style. Um, But really, if you just watch the first episode, you know, you're fine and that's a great series uh, as well. But now if, thun- if there was a new Thundercats that looked like that, that would be incredible. Because a lot of people, like the last Thundercats series that was made, that had like a weird, quirky like Teen Titans Go animation but, style. I cannot get into I, it.
1: And that's what that's what they were trying to go for as well, trying to get a different audience. Uh, but you're right. If yeah. they went with the Master of the Universe style, it, it might actually bring back a lot of the old school uh, watchers and everything. And, and it one thing about that generation is they've got either kids or grandkids now, and they will sit down with them and watch it, and you know, tell them about the old uh, shows and old times and everything. So, mm-hmm. um, so this will be a very interesting series when it comes out.
3: I'm still waiting for the Brad Pitt as advertised version, real like the real, the true practical version. Did you guys ever seen the? It was a fan made Thundercat. Uh, Really? Oh with yeah, his yeah, lineup?
0: The, yeah. That was incredible. Like people can yeah. do eh, such incredible things with <laughs> at home, just editing other you know previous footage and putting filters on it. Yeah. Um, I don't think live action Thundercats is ever gonna happen, but the, there's hope.
3: A girl can dream. Yeah.
0: Um, also today, the Star Girl season two trailer dropped, and I don't know if anyone was uh into season one but we're gonna get green lantern's daughter and some more villains and it looks awesome that's going to be on the cw in august and then in the rundown i said that the aquaman title was revealed aquaman and the lost kingdom so no idea what that means but i enjoyed the first one so we'll see uh i was not upset by the news that the trench was canceled because i'm like okay good I mean, I, I, was anyone upset Never by Aquaman that being canceled?
3: I I just couldn't understand how they were gonna like the trench people. Just seemed like I I couldn't get scared about them. We need, we need better bad Yeah, guys. like
0: they were they were saying it was gonna be a horror movie based than that. It's like why? <laughs> but mm-hmm. so that would be uh, and then and then also. So Batman. Lego Batman 2 is not ever going to happen now because there's movie licensing rights that have fallen through between Lego and Warner Brothers. But Hmm. some information was released about the script, and it was actually co-written by Dan Harmon and the Loki creator Michael Waldron. Uh, It's supposed to be incredible, but now it's probably never going to happen. So, I really enjoyed the first uh, Lego Batman movie, so I was actually looking forward to the second one. And then especially
1: yeah, now, here in the creative team, now I'm yeah, more we, everybody except Call uh, Kyle, Kyle were looking forward to the new Batman and Lego movie.
2: I was oh, you don't like head over either? heels for the Lego Batman movie. <laughs> oh. Here's well, here's but the, here's my thing, right? Like I understand. I but so Lego Batman, I loved the first one. I thought it was great. Uh, I was the weird old dude in a theater with a bunch of parents with kids watching Lego Batman. And I was cool with it. Um, that being said, I also know how licensing works and understand that just because Warner no longer retains the rights to make Lego doesn't mean that Warner's not, Warner's not going to make a Lego movie. They might, you know, there's a lot of ways that Warner can come alongside this as they own the script. Um, Depending on where the rights to Lego falls, so a joint production with Disney or a joint production with Sony or whoever through Warner Studios it just means Warner's going to carry the weight and somebody else is going to make most of the money. I mean, that's how Warner has done business for years. so I mean, we all know how much money they lost on ER and the West Wing. so like let's be like let's be real about this. there's a still a good chance, even though most of the world's going to see it as dead. I'm not sure I want Dan Harmon writing the Lego Movie. I love Community, but Dan Harmon's sense of humor has warped so dramatically since the Lego Movie, since Community ended, um, that I'm I would be concerned about him making anything that's remotely family friendly.
0: Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty, is the prime example, right?
2: <laughs> well, you watch Rick and Morty, you watch Harmon Quest, you watch any of these things that he's done since then. Anything yeah. since the F. Chevy Chase incident has been very different than things before that incident. And so, as someone who knows that, I'm not sure I would feel comfortable taking a child to see that movie without having screened it first for Dan Harmon.
1: But you, you know, the, it was uh, written
2: by two people: was Dan Harmon
1: and uh, Michael Waldron. So there might have been. So were about- the
2: last three seasons of Community.
1: Well, you know, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, one, we may not ever see it, but I'm not going to, you right. know, I'm not going to I try it, so. but Right, they, no, but,
2: I, if they said it was coming out with this script, I'd go see it tomorrow. But I wouldn't take my my nephews with me until after I've seen it, you know, just because yeah, of the
1: end. Well, we also have taken consideration the director as well as the editors at the end and yeah. see how much uh, they cut out. Yeah. So yeah. There's there's a lot involved in the in the final product. Mm -hmm. So you know, I know we discussed this earlier, but uh, I am curious to see who uh, who backed out of this uh, deal. Was it Warner Brothers or Legos? And was it if it was Legos, are they in uh, talks with other studios to try to get the licensing there? I mean, Disney would, Disney would be ideal for it because they have a lot of properties that are already you know, intertwined with Lego, but we'll see. It's intriguing to see where that ends up uh, being. One, one,
0: is, one thing is for sure is that Lego makes money and Batman makes money. So I feel like if there's a way to make money on top of money, they'll figure it out contractually later. Uh-huh. But... Uh, uh, some E3 news, we don't really talk video games much on here at all, but some Marvel-related news. There's a new Square Enix Guardians of the Galaxy game, and they just announced this. No one knew about it, and it's already coming in October, so I have no idea how they kept it in the wraps for this long. And uh, also from them, there's going to be a War for Wakanda expansion level uh, for the Avengers game that came out last year. So I'm actually excited about both of those. Video games. Okay, that's it. And then, uh, so, <laughs> so moving on to comics. Moving on to comics, X-Men 21. Does anyone want to tell me about this cameo that I won't stop hearing about all day?
1: Oh, the, Was it the one with Kevin, uh, Kevin Faye in there? Or was it the... Yes. Uh, yeah. He, he makes an appearance <laughs> in a comic book. Well,
0: yeah, yeah but do but the, the, you think it was too on the nose or what?
1: In regards to,
0: oh, that conversation that they had.
1: Yeah,
2: I don't was... understand the relevance
0: uh, of of him being in the comic.
2: Yeah, uh,
1: I think it's. Just... I mean, I know who Kevin oh.
2: Foggy is, but I don't understand his relevance to the X Men universe as it relates to the comic book world.
0: Oh no, no, it doesn't. Is this at like all. when That's David Letterman saying. would show like... up in the Avengers? No, it's... Yeah, kind of. Because everyone's wondering how... We were talking about this earlier, but everyone's wondering how the X-Men is going to be brought into the MCU. He's in charge of the MCU right now. So he was having a conversation with Cyclops about, tell me your story. Who are you? What do I need to know about you? So it's like, it was supposed to be super meta. But if you wanted to tie into comics or be relative into comics, it wasn't at all. Because it was basically just the So it
2: is like when David Letterman TV. would show up in the yeah. Avengers...
1: Yes, it okay. is. Yeah. That's
2: well, in that case, I that. think it's hysterical.
1: With the exception, you've got speculators speculating. That that's the biggest difference. No.
2: In that case, I yeah. think it's hysterical.
0: Miss Jen, any thoughts on that cameo?
3: No, I actually it it totally missed me. So we had drama last week with our comic books. We had uh oh, we had one of our boxes delivered to uh Spring, Texas, which is near us but not us and uh the driver signed for it and dropped it at the garage which we don't have so we half of our books we are you know like we're getting some of them in this week we got some as an emergency ship some of them we're never gonna see because they were already back ordered before our box went missing so I was a little distracted last week. So Wait, the driver signed for the, the box. Left. Yes, the driver signed for the box.
2: That driver is now probably unemployed. Mm, well, that's well, that's not, that's not, a not, violation of. That's a violation of UPS protocol.
1: UPS and FedEx are short on drivers right now, so he might be reprimanded, but I doubt he's uh, being fired. Uh, they're they're already having enough problems. Didn't Mark freeze on us, or is he just diligently? Yeah, listening? I think Mark is frozen.
3: <laughs> I don't know. He's really good at acting frozen. So right.
1: Um, so um, worth, worth if you, need, if you do need some books, let it let me know if I can help you out, I will.
3: Well, if I can't get from you if I can't get any freaks now, I, I don't have any, so I I didn't get get, get any and I didn't, I'm not gonna get any, so
1: did you get freaks no direct though?
3: Mm-mm. No, I I just ordered it, so I'm gonna
1: have to. Let me see if I have
2: any left. So in in uh, we've only got about five minutes left, and we'll see if Mark gets back. Um, One of the things that I wanted to mention uh, is, Bare Naked Ladies debuted their new song uh, today, and the music video was drawn and animated by people at Marvel, Marvel Entertainment. Oh,
3: nice! Which is just
2: a fun little thing, you know. They've got a new song. They've got a new CD coming out next month called uh, Detour to Force. And they've they've uh, put out two songs, one called Flip and one called co- uh, and the new one called. And of course, I'm going to blank on it. Um, new Disaster and New Disaster uh, really does kind of look like in every level an animated Marvel comic.
3: That's nice. So. Mm-hmm. I can be down that.
2: It's just an interesting little thing. Um, I, so what else there, is coming out this week that's worth noting?
3: Well, Venom 35, which is the 200th issue of Venom, has me real excited mm-hmm. to read it. This is also the end something. of the run, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, oh, of all things, Rom V comes on and starts writing along with this with a bunch of other people that I really love re- writing, re- reading their writing. there's
1: a bunch of cool number ones. Um, I have a lot of stuff on my list, but nothing that excites me this week.
2: I'm excited for uh, exactly. I I can name three books off the top of my head that Mm -hmm. I'm very excited about. Nottingham number four. Yep. Which might be out this week, might be out next week because of the way that goes. Uh, Silver coin number three from image. Yep. Um, This is so, you know, different writers, same artist. It's all art by Michael Walsh, but different writers on every volume. This is the Ed Brisson. Um, so you've already had Kelly Thompson and uh, Chip Zdarsky. So this is Ed Brisson, and next next time is Jeff Lemire. Um, so that's exciting. And then from uh, uh, Aftershock Comics, um, the new number one, Seven
1: Swords, yes. has me very interested as well. I'm I'm surprised to see the numbers we placed on Save Yourself. We went heavy on Save Yourself. Mm-hmm. There must have been something that intrigued me on that book.
3: That one I'm excited to read. Planet-sized X-Men. Who knows what's going to happen with that? If, it's, if it becomes giant-sized X-Men, well, I will have underordered. And if it's just a normal book, then I will be happy.
2: Yeah. Um. Clover press has a comic book adaptation of the great Gatsby. Yeah. Which is interesting to me. Um, I'm not sure I'll read it, but it's an interesting thing to me. Same, same Um, here.
3: I am one of those crazy people that is increasingly excited about reading Berserker. So I apologize. Mm
2: hmm. Uh, and then, uh, DC has, uh, represent number one and, oh, what was the other one? Um, represent number one and, uh, oh, the teen Titans beast boy hardcover, Mm. which is the Cami Garcia run, which is one of my favorite runs on that.
3: We crazily have Jupiter's legacy Requiem coming out. Which is uh, weird, considering the news about the show going away.
1: Yeah. Also, the fifth issue of Fortnite Batman mm-hmm. coming out. Yep. Oh, is that I,
0: comic yeah. good. I'm just gonna say, it is that comic good?
1: I. I, I don't know anybody. I know people that buy it, that use the code and just store it away. I don't, you know. Uh, I read the first two,
2: and it's not, I mean, it's not groundbreaking comic writing, but it is a great series for that middle grades, kind of introductory to comics. Not as dark as regular Batman, not as big of a jumping in point as regular Batman, but still Batman. Mm-hmm. So,
3: I'm also interested in reading X-Core number 2 because as a business person I think it's hilarious that there's a business related book that's X-Men
1: that's the exactly. Bowl cool woman of tomorrow yeah.
2: mm-hmm. um, small Whatever. press small press wise uh, something to pay attention to uh, Bloom number 2 from Hero Tomorrow mm-hmm. uh, Bloom number 1 was really good And uh, coming to an end uh, should be Chasing the Dragon from Heavy Metal. So this would be a good time to go in and jump on that uh, and pick that up going
1: backwards. Are we sure that's this week?
3: Yeah, I don't think Chase is this week, and I don't think Bloom is this week.
1: Yeah, because I don't have either one.
2: I'm looking at previews for 6.16.
3: Previews is a lot.
2: Whether yeah, that's exactly it. Whether they're on schedule or not, <laughs> I can't say. I'm just looking at the list I've got.
3: And Space Pirate Captain Harlock, number one.
2: Is that see, the I don't that even have that book on my list.
1: That's oh, the you know what? I I personally actually dropped that. Um, I had it initially. I dropped it. Maybe I'll, I'll I'll check it out on the shelf and see how it looks. Maybe. Mm-hmm. It, but also I think it dropped- the
3: covers—the covers—looked good enough that I was like, you know what, I might be under guesstimating People might have a lot of love for this character.
1: I may have dropped it because I just had too many in my pool. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm looking at it, I'm like, wow, my pool is big this week. Yeah, oh, my the- pool last
2: week was two hundred and ten dollars.
1: Small, my man. <laughs> I,
2: well, what I'm saying is, is for a single week for me. Uh, As someone who pretty much only reads uh, indies, that's a big week. Um, Mm -hmm. So this week, uh, actually having two DC titles. So DC, uh, you know, represent and then static number one from Milestone plus my few indie titles. It's like, oh, this is a light week. Yay. My bank account current cover from last week.
1: Yeah. Two covers to look. Forward to and that yeah you know, the books are good as well but uh, Nightwing the Pride variant it's a really nice cover
3: mm-hmm.
1: and Killadelphia cover B by Mac man that's a beautiful cover for Killadelphia.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Now this is there this is a lot of stuff that's coming out so is is it because it's summer and they're producing more or is this like pandemic bounce back or what is this? Or is there just a lot of good stuff coming
3: out? Just good, good stuff. I mean, there's a lot of lines that are multiple, like covers.
2: I, I think there's, I, and I know there are some of these smaller publishers that it is. It's they're, they're releasing stuff that they've had printed for a year. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, you know, there's some of that that it's there's some pandemic bounce back, but I think by and large, it's just right now the industry is so on fire that there's just so much good stuff coming out that there's a lot that's worth noting.
1: And there's also a lot of uh, not so good stuff coming out as well. Um, unfortunately. Uh, and, 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 and you know, I know we've pointed at this many times, but we're starting to see the reminiscences of uh, the nineties all over again. You know, we're starting to see publishers putting out books after books, after books, and they're overcrowding the, and it's not the same as the nineties where the books were dollar 99 to two 99. Now they are, 399 499 599 and some are you know some are close to 799 and, and that's hitting people's wallets. And, well, you know, we we've discussed this before where mm-hmm. you can get uh Disney Plus for what 599 699 whatever it is and enjoy yeah, I don't know what they, they just announced a new pricing model I don't know what it is anymore. Um even if it's 999 you know for 10 dollars you can enjoy a bunch of Disney shows as opposed to picking up two four ninety nine books, which could be hit or miss. And unfortunately, most comic book retailers don't allow you to return those books either. So, if you pick up a book you don't like, um, you're stuck with it. You're stuck with that five dollars that you may not get back. Yeah. But with that said, yeah, man. Yeah, and that, to-
0: I mean that's a risk. Real-
1: I hey, think Mark just froze yeah, again. Well,
0: that is for sure a lot of stuff. That's a lot of stuff to, uh, that you have a, if you choose to go to a comic book store this week, there's a, a ton to choose, to be there certain. Is. Uh, well, thanks, guys, for, uh, talking with me the last hour about all this stuff. And thank you for watching Nerd News Now, part of the King Geekdom on Woodlands Online, sponsored by the Adventure Begins Comics and Games and Space Cadets Collection Collection. Check out their other shows on Woodlands Online. Like Music Cafe, The Adventure Begins Show, Woodlands House and Home, The Best You, Between the Trees, Business Talk, and more. You can watch all these on Woodlands Online and, your par- and our partner station, KBQT, HD21, over the air on your television. All these shows and more on Roku. Just add Woodlands Online TV and to your streaming lineup. And now you can listen to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you next time on Nerd News Now.